The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined by transport commentator Connor Faulkner, and we want to talk about road rage. Your former colleagues in the AA were looking at this. Yeah, they were not so long ago, and they did a big survey of Irish drivers and some very good data in it. The um, thing about road rage is it's kind of a media-friendly term. It was invented by a, an American radio station in the 90s after some freeway shootings following traffic incidents, and everybody loved the term, but it's not really properly defined. Um, but aggressive responses from other drivers, uh, and Irish people experience it all the time uh, verbal abuse mm. um, uh, people cutting them off in traffic that sort okay. of behaviour But you would maintain that uh, although the term is new mm. that it goes back a long long way It goes back a long long way you can find reports of it all through history and in fact the earliest one I found was a report from ancient Rome and I do mean ancient this is 220 odd BC before imperial Rome in the days of the Republic uh, and there was one of the uh, aristocratic ladies her, her chariot were, or her carriage was stuck in traffic and she started started heckling the mob, complaining about the congestion uh, and an ugly scene resulted and that was 220 BC. So as old as the hills and it's caused by frustration in traffic. Uh, When you're in traffic you're stuck um, and that can lead to stress and tension and uh, two type A personalities meet in that Mm. situation and there's conflict. Now, um, why do we react in this way? I mean, we're in a car, cocooned Mm. in a car. Um, Do we think we're impervious to violence? violence been visited upon us? Well, in a way, yes. And the psychology of that is interesting. And there's lots of stuff online you can read about it. Um, they used to call it the TV effect, but we're socially evolved animals. So when you're in the company of another person, there's a whole host of behaviours that you do for good manners to avoid an aggressive response. Um, but when you're in private, if your least favourite politician appears on the news, you'll shout at the TV screen. You're not inhibited. So in the car, you don't feel inhibited you vent frustration at the other driver. You don't think he's hearing you. Um, but of course, you can immediately be physically in the presence and then there's a confrontation. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, you sent me a piece of video uh, of a road rage incident yeah. here in this country where a guy tries to pull a fellow out of the car through an open window. Yeah, this was from Cork last year and uh, it was a horrible wet day. Everybody's stuck in traffic. Um, and you don't see what caused the incident. But one driver gets out of a car, approaches the car in front, pulls open the driver's door and assaults the driver. Um, And it looked like a really serious, nasty incident. They don't get recorded as a road rage incident. That will get recorded as an assault. So it's kind of hard to know how often these things are occurring. Uh, In the US, where it's been studied, I mean different place, Pat, um, there were 44 gun murders per month in the US in 2021 arising from road rage or traffic incidents. Astonishing, really. So, yeah. in Ireland, and the Americans for, still don't get the notion that if everyone carries a gun, this kind of thing is going to happen. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I know they might take out the baseball bat out of the boot of the car, the trunk of the car, and have a go. But with uh, a lethal weapon, if they are carrying one and they're angry, it, it only takes one moment of hot anger. In Ireland, for example, there are stories reported to the AA of people throwing coffee cups at cars or at cyclists kicking wing wing mirrors. Uh, So that one moment of hot anger. But can you imagine if everybody had a gun in the glove box available to them for that one moment of hot anger? And what happens then? Well, the answer in the US is 44 gun deaths per year. So thankfully, we don't have to have that conversation in Ireland. But um, uh, just if you do the stats, if there's a million drivers on the move every morning and if 99% of people are well behaved, uh, you know, 99% of the time, that's still 10,000 
people on the road this morning who've got, you know, issues going on or are hot-tempered or not in a good frame of mind for driving. So you, you can see it does happen every day, but thankfully, usually mild aggressions. Yeah. They used to have these little uh, electronic devices that you could stick to your dashboard and you could press a series of buttons and yeah. one of them was a machine gun. So it just made the sound of a machine gun. So if somebody annoyed you and pulled it quickly in front of you or uh, did a rapid ra- lane change or braked suddenly or did anything, you could just go... <laughs> and it kind of got Was the frustration out of you. Yeah, uh, you know, all of those things I think were terrible ideas, but, but, but it is just feeling that moment of frustration. I would say a key thing is don't be part of the problem because often it's not really intended. If, you, if you're behind a car and you want to overtake it and you're a little frustrated, um, but perceived from the car in front, you're hanging on the back bumper in an aggressive manner and that can be intimidating. So I think often road rage, like rudeness, isn't deliberately intended but it really comes across that way from the other person's point of view. Okay, now how do you handle it? If you are really irked by something Mm. that somebody does, you know the the kind of person who uh, goes into the bus lane and then swings in and demands their place because suddenly a bus wants them out of there um, and you get and what should you do? just say there but for the grace of God go I or poor thing well, poor lamb yeah I would de-escalate I mean how badly do you need the 10 feet of, of you know the length of a car which is all you're making up and this just let him go and maybe he's one of those maybe he's that 1% who's having a really bad morning for one reason or another how important is it to you just let him go um, so I think de-escalation is a key thing people will often tell you that you're ang- angry with another car that stopped on a box um, and then the window rolls down and somebody gives you a smile and a wave and says sorry and all the tension is dissolved from the situation so uh, I would say let it go let it go yeah and there can be misunderstandings as well I remember trying to indicate to a guy when I was in a particular lane uh, that I could go forward that there were two lanes to go forward Mm. he had assumed I was turning one way or the other and I actually you know demonstrated with two fingers like that there were two lanes (laughs) and he completely misunderstood and uh, drove aggressively to block me I mean yeah, and it can escalate. You know, misunderstanding. If everybody's frustrated in traffic anyway, it can escalate. In Germany, by the way, um, you might have fallen foul of the literal law. Germany is one of the very few countries where it's an explicit traffic offence to make an obscene gesture with your hand at another driver. So you might have been done for that or have had to plead your case for the defence. Okay. <laughs> and w- when you think about it, what difference would it have made to your journey time, you know, wasting your time allowing your temper to boil over, ruining your mood for the rest of the day. It's a bad mindset for driving. I mean, even people take off across the country and drive on a motorway. Drive too fast the whole way. Save no more time than it would take to boil a kettle. Um, And and all they've done is stress themselves out. Uh, If you can, allow yourself extra time for the journey. Um, But as I say, if if you see or fear an aggressive incident, de-escalate it, don't get involved and, and just let the person go. Now, you mentioned that it's not just the motorist and the man in the white mm. van, also people on two wheels. Yeah, uh, there's an interesting subsection, if you like, and it, and it seems to turn up. Um, cyclists, uh, and I suppose we should caveat that, males, it's a really, really male thing, like well over 90%. Um, but there's lots of examples of cyclists being aggressive uh, towards motorists primarily, but often, often sometimes towards each other as well. Um, and I'd suggest it's the same thing. It's impatience. It's it's people who are frustrated trying to get where they're going. So a cyclist will sort of feel entitled not to be stuck in traffic. Um, and when they are, it can frustrate them. So all mark one human beings. You know, if 99% of us are good 99% of the time, that's still a few thousand hotheads on the road every morning. Yeah. 
and the cyclist who'll uh, scrape the side of a car, break a wing mirror, and then vanish. No yeah. identification. Yeah, and and uh, and be self righteous about it. Sometimes you do see some disgraceful behaviours. And this but is thankfully you. You are a cyclist, rare. a regular cyclist. Oh God, yeah, but you only ha- you, you only have to be out and about on the streets in in, in the morning commute, and you'll see all sorts of behaviours from all sorts of people. So I don't think one category is worse than another. But drivers are definitely more prone to road rage because they're more frustrated and they're more stuck. Um, and, and that's a phenomenon that seems to be universal wherever yeah. there's traffic. And and the fact that they are cocooned means often they think they can do things well, because they will not come to harm. They are armoured. Yeah, you can shout the way you would shout at the television. You can call that politician an awful bloody idiot. And you're doing those things, you know, to a driver who's doing the same. Uh, and by the time the two actually meet, it's a red hot situation and, and, and aggression flies. Um, there's some of the texts coming in just watch Beef on Netflix and you'll see where road rage gets you have you watched Beef? I haven't watched Beef but there are real road rage um, deaths that have occurred it's Well this is a road rage incident that escalates shall yeah, we say and yeah. it's very entertaining believe it or not um, So called road rage and speeding have definitely increased since the lockdowns no doubt about it says Tony I wonder uh, on WhatsApp, I see lots of anger and aggression on my daily commute, some in response to bad driving, but also due to poor traffic management and pop-up roadworks and cleaning during rush hours. Uh, saw a cyclist lose the head in Rathmines, a woman in a car. He ripped off one of her wing mirrors mm-hmm. in anger. It was absolutely shocking. Yeah, and you will see that all human life is there. Um, I don't know if it's worse since the lockdown because traffic generally is a little softer post-lockdown, uh, the blend of remote working, etc. So now we'll still get bad traffic days in Dublin and elsewhere, Galway, God help us, or, or, or Cork. Um, but it, I don't think that's quite as bad as it was pre-pandemic. Um, and road rage incidents, they're still they're still out there, no doubt. Yeah, uh, some more of the text. And this one I think is, is appropriate. Uh, years ago, someone told me always to remember while driving that people do things that annoy you rather than to annoy you. Yeah, um, and rudeness is seldom done deliberately. I mean, if you imagine a little old lady on the street, uh, if you bump into her, like everybody who in that situation will apologise to her and help her to pick up her shopping. Uh, if the same little old lady butts out in front of you uh, on a yellow box people will blast her with a car horn. You know, why react differently in that situation? Um, and obviously, you don't want to be rude to little old ladies. Most people, if they do something like that on reflection, will say, God, I lost the head there. I shouldn't have. Um, finally, we should talk about uh, the cost of living and uh, how it might be leading drivers to cut back on certain aspects of their motoring. Yeah, another reason for road rage, motoring costs a fortune. Um, it, it sh- the, again, this is a study from Ford. It's Eddie Cunningham has it in the Irish Independent today. Um, half of all drivers have cut back on mileage and that's cost of living which is nowhere worse than the cost of fuel for motoring. Although that's coming right back down. Coming down now but the duty increases are the temporary excise duty uh, is is due to be reimposed. Like like we're down at at the pump to pre-war prices. Below 150 uh, for diesel at the pump but remember 1st of June some of the excise duty goes back on it's due to go up 6 cent or something and so that's an ongoing one. So people have cut back on mileage. Perhaps more alarmingly a third of motorists have cut back on servicing, uh, which is not good long term, not good for road safety. And you can see, look, if you have a choice between servicing the car and paying the mortgage, who are we kidding here? You're going to pay the mortgage. But it's a very unwelcome trend. And it, it's telling you, of course, that people are, are, are literally being pinched and motorists definitely are. Connor Faulkman, Transport Commentator, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.